0: Pammy, welcome to the Tim Gibson show. Yeah, everybody listening, we did about uh, I don't know twenty minutes, and then I said, Pammy, guess what? I'm not recording.
1: Oh yeah.
0: So, folks, I'm just going to tell you, we said a bunch of really life changing. Uh,
1: <laughs> we did. Literally, oh, you would gosh. have been you would have been so been a millionaire good.
0: by the end of the podcast. It would have changed your life forever, and we didn't record it. Totally off topic Uh, before we get into our topic today, which is uh, divorce, the blessing and the curse, Um, the end of one life and the beginning of a whole new life. We'll talk about that here in just a minute with my co-host and friend, Pammy Nicholson. Um, Yeah. So, you know, weed recreational is legal in Kansas City now, Missouri.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah uh me and my fiance went to a dispensary walked in and bought some gummies
1: (laughs) all right
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah that was that february 1st
0: uh february 3rd oh okay yeah it was voted in. i guess people had to wait for the actual paperwork to be approved and stamped or something and uh well, ironically, it was a Sunday. <laughs> Sunday was the uh, the big opening. Man, they had a DJ out front. No, I take that back. I take that back. That's not right. It was Saturday. Saturday, just this past Saturday. What is that? May, uh, May, June. Uh, my calendar was on May, June, um, February fourth. Pammy, I'm all over the place. Okay. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, I was yeah. gonna say you're. You know. I,
0: I need a gummy. You're
1: already married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> February, yeah, February fourth was when it it was voted on. Of course, in November of 2022, we got approved for recreational uh, marijuana use. And uh, anyway, yeah, so just this this past Saturday, there's a dispensary like just a couple blocks from our house here. And I'll tell you what, it was like a CVS man. It was like really, but a cool hip coffee shop CVS. Like a really cool, clean, just so neat. <laughs> just like it's not I don't know if anybody if you've ever been in a dispensary, a lot of people have. They're for me anyway, because I'm so naive and didn't know, you know, you think you're gonna walk into I don't know, a sketchy place and but they're selling it. But anyway, it, it's like walking into any kind of department store, it's just really nice and clean. Everybody there had name tags on and were super friendly and <laughs> so. was fun. Nice. Yeah.
1: Good. Anyway, I know you're not a weed smoker, but
0: I, you know, I, I, I smoke some weed. Pammy drinks wine. (laughs)
1: Exactly. And bourbon.
0: That's right. And (laughs) bourbon. Um, so talking about divorce, the blessing and the curse, um, there's a few reasons why I've, I felt like doing this podcast. One, you know, Pammy and I have both been divorced. Um, I, <laughs> uh, um, my son was calling me, it distracted me cause you're on my phone and I'm like, why is that beeping? So we had, you know, both of us have been divorced. And so we've, we've talked about, uh, life after life, after divorce, you know, dating after divorce, just everything after divorce. And, and it really is, uh, the death Kind of of one life, and and the potential and possibility for a new life, a you know a new beginning. Um, hopefully, that that's something we'll we'll talk about how important that is. Like really to take that opportunity. Now I realize there are people listening to this podcast and have bun- a bunch a bunch of different perspectives out there. Especially if people are more religious, they they would view divorce as more like a sin and probably carry lots of guilt and shame because of their divorce. And then other people um, are in the middle and then some people are like, no, it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I I am so thankful, you know, to have gotten divorced and and move on. No one gets married wanting to get divorced. No one even gets married with considering that an option. I mean, nobody. I would be shocked that someone would make that commitment if they were going into it thinking, well, if it doesn't work out, we'll get divorced. Like that's, that's just not a health. I don't think that's a healthy way to enter into a marriage though. Let's, let's not be ignorant here. Let's not, let's use our brain cells and acknowledge that. Well, of course divorce is an option. That's not something you want to, Talk about or put on the table, but we all know it is um, and I remember hearing, especially in the Christian world that you know divorce isn't even an option and it's like, well, I get what you're saying and I would agree with do everything in your human do everything humanly possible to work it out if you can and and make amends if you can takes two. Um, but the reality is you don't have to be stuck with an abuser. You don't have to be stuck with someone that is totally not your person. Um, that's, that's, I guess the one blessing, if you will, of divorce is that you can get out of a relationship that wasn't. And it doesn't have to even be bad. It's not like he was abusive or she was abusive or he was an alcoholic or she was a drug user. You know, a lot of times people think divorce is something like, uh, even when they don't know what it is, they're like, oh, they think it's some deep, dark, you know, some kind of scandal. No, it might have been just two people that were together that shouldn't have been together. Um, Two people getting married for one reason or another, and then quickly or even after a while realizing, oh, shit. Like, I thought this would get better. It didn't. I don't think I like this person. And so they get out of it.
1: It's interesting, you know, the the concept of divorce being a sin or divorce being like the worst thing that you could ever do. When in reality, and the way that I see it is the bigger disservice, the bigger sin is not loving yourself and not. Yeah. Giving yourself the chance for the best life, and the other person as well. Because, quite frankly, if you are miserable in a marriage, do you honestly think that other person's going to be super happy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it doesn't make sense. And if you're staying out of obligation, you don't think that your partner's going to know that. I mean, that's to me the bigger disservice. If yeah, I mean, I don't like to use the word sin because I don't know that it qualifies as a sin in my, in my, you know, estimation, uh, speaking directly of divorce, but you know, I, are you loving the other person by staying out of obligation? Are you loving the other person by, you know, being miserable and staying in a marriage? I, you know, in my mind, no, you're not, you're, you're, it's, you're doing the opposite. And so, I, I mean, I think that's, you know, Yes, I understand that there's religious um, beliefs that some people have around it. There's legal things that, you know, are also hurdles. Um, There's a lot of different reasons why people would not want to get a divorce. But to me, it's still not. It's not enough to to stay. and, And not divorce when you are unhappy. And it's not fixable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the obligation piece, I think some people do feel obligated, you know, from their parents, from their church, from their friends, and some will feel obligated. And I know that there are talk radio hosts that say, stay for the kids, you know, Pammy, I, I just don't find that to be. Necessarily the best option because then what are we telling our kids? right You know.
1: Well, and the, and they already know, and that's the thing that I think most people are <laughs> don't realize is that our kids are very intuitive, and our kids know. I had a friend who um, she had intended to stay with her ex until um, her kids were out of high school, and which which was only a few years, but that something happened and it was a significant event and she chose to um go ahead and move forward with the divorce and her kids were like we wondered how long it was going to take you yeah to do this you know and they were very supportive and so of course they were older um but it's you know i think that using that using your kids as an excuse or a a reason for staying is a very bad one. Yeah. It's only, it won't, it won't fix anything. That's the reality.
0: And you know, the, and I know, cause it, for some reason, I'm not sure what this is. I'm, I don't know if we had a psychologist on here, he could tell us, or she could tell us, but it seems and sounds noble. Like there's something about mm-hmm. like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to just buckle down and for the kids, We're gonna just stick this out though neither one of us want to be with each other or one doesn't want to be whatever it is but we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna forget about ourselves and make a decision just for our kids and stay together like it does sound i don't know if noble's the right word but it just it sounds noble it sounds like like honestly it kind of has that similar sound to Wait to have sex until you're married. That there's something that sounds, oh, that seems so special that I'm going to actually meet someone who's also saved themselves for me. And so we're literally going to be each other's first, which actually that's your situation. Um, Mm -hmm. Isn't that true? Right. I think you told me that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds. (laughs) Right. Well, that just sounds, honestly, Pammy, that sounds precious. Like when I right. hear that it does make me go, Oh, like that sounds so precious. Is it realistic? No. Is it a right. good idea? That's that's questionable. It's debatable. Yeah. yeah, that is literally debatable. And if you think it's not debatable, then that just shows your ignorance because it, that is, it, it is debatable. Um, so when I think about staying for the kids, you know, that is debatable and Eileen, along the lines of what Pammy said. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea to set an example to your kids um, that, you know, here's how two people don't get along, but stay together for you guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, you're fighting all the time in front of the kids or there's abuse involved or, you know, I, but even, even just depression um, or, you know, whatever it is that your kids are going to see, is a you know they they're seeing a byproduct of your relationship with your spouse. Right. And if it's good, gr- good, they're going to see that and if it's not, they're going to see that too. They're going to feel it. Yeah. You can't deny that that energy isn't in the home. It is. Yeah. Regardless of whether they see it or not.
0: So feel it. right, exactly. So payment when you think about divorce, what were the biggest struggles that you found either in that process or, you know, right before that process into that process, and then maybe even a year or two past that process. What, what do you remember to be your, the curses or the difficulties, the real challenges that you faced?
1: Uh well, the biggest one was the kids. And that was, that was the most painful part of it was telling them, how old were your kids? Them,
0: Mine were eighteen they, and twenty-two.
1: I I only remember my oldest was going into high school, and then the youngest was still in middle school. So,
0: oh wow, okay. It,
1: I yeah, Pretty so they were. Yes, it was. I mean, a lot of a lot of transitions happening that year, yeah. um, and so it was yeah, it was a lot going on. But, um, that was that was the biggest impact, and the hardest part was knowing it would disrupt their lives yeah and leading up leading up to the divorce i mean it was probably a couple of years that i thought about it before i did anything did you just and think
0: about life moving forward and just had this dread of i can't do this
1: i was so afraid of what my parents would think what our friends would think and what it would do to the kids i mean i was very very concerned about the outward appearance of it. Yeah. And that, um, and, and no one knew, no one knew that, that, you know, I was unhappy. I didn't talk to anyone about it until right, right around the time that I separated. And so I kept a lot of that, you know, to myself and just, so that, that was, you know, that was another impact was what it was doing to me physically and, and, you know, just emotionally. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, the the impact that it had on the kids and um, that was probably the hardest thing. And then, of course, parents, family, friends, uh, you know, the people in my life that was I honestly, you know, thought about all those things and and knew that it was going to change lives. Yeah. Um, but I also knew it was going to change my life. And I knew that I wanted I wanted a life that I knew I couldn't have inside the marriage. And it wasn't because of, it, it just, we were just different people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like he you know, was we were going beating you and.
1: No, yeah. no, we were um on, you know, anyone who saw us together wouldn't think there was anything wrong, you know, which a lot of people, you know, say that after the fact. Sure. But he, you know, yes, there were some other things that we were dealing with and that were also a part of it. But I think when I look at it now, it was it was just that I saw myself, you know, I, I think Steve was uh, Jinky was the one that said this, you know, going someone going to Denver and one person's going to Denver, maybe you said this, one no, person's it's going Steve to Denver did. and one yeah. person's going to Chicago.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and you're on these different trajectories and life will never converge again yeah. you, your lives are just too different and so that was you know of course I used other um, other things that were happening in the marriage as the reason evidence yeah. and you know for for me wanting a divorce at the time because it made it easier and it was all I knew right but now looking at it I'm just like no I just I, I felt like I was suffocating I felt like I was being held back I felt like I couldn't be myself. And every time I tried to be myself, he, you know, it wasn't, that was not going over well with him because he knew me as one person or, you know, the person he wanted me to be. And here I was, you know, blossoming and becoming this other person. And, and a lot of it, a lot of this stemmed from our religious upbringing and the fact that we came out of that church. And, and I was, my whole world opened up when that happened. And I was able to see things so much differently. And when I did, you know, then I began to change. Yeah. And I honestly didn't see that he cared to change or grow. Now maybe he does, but I did not witness that. I saw, you know, this person who was just content being where he was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that when people talk about, why they got divorced, you know, they'll, they'll maybe, they'll share the symptom. Well, we got divorced because she cheated or he cheated, or I found out he was gambling on the side, or I found out she was an alcoholic or what, like they'll, they'll say that. And yeah, though that clearly is a a reason and something uh, needing to be dealt with. But a lot of times those kinds of things, it's a, it's some kind of a, it's a symptom of something deeper. And, you know, for example, people that are just not compatible, like you said, one's going to Denver, the other one's going to Chicago. They're just not even remotely um, compatible that that can lead to
1: <laughs>
0: right. one or the other or both uh, cheating or doing something or burying themselves at work and having, you know, an affair with work, uh, and, and never wanting to be around their partner because they don't they just don't like them. They don't want to be around them and they feel obligated and stuck and they have to stay and you know, got to keep up with the Joneses and we can't unsettle this whole thing. And uh I mean I I I get it, but the and I have to say this, I gotta stop right in the middle here and just say i'm not in favor of divorce i don't support divorce as should that should be a first option uh clearly as a relationship coach and a wedding officiant i am 100 percent in favor of marriage and working it out um and i've told many 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 people that have ever struggled with their relationship i say listen do not dare walk away from this marriage until you have gone to seek some counseling and some help because if this is savable, you're going to wish, you're going to wish that you would have saved it. Um, and and only because, you know, in my situation, I think you've said the same thing in your situation. Uh, yeah, there's other details that that are irrelevant at this point. The The bottom line is I just wasn't with the right person. So what do you do? That's the, you know, the, I, I texted or tweeted this or did one of those things. I did one of those social media things the other day. And said, "No one can love you like the right person can." And that it's probably someone else's quote, and I'm acting like it was some profound thing that Timmy came up with. <laughs> but uh, that when that came to me, I thought, "Wow, that's so profound!" Because even it's you know what, Pammy, it reminds me of the Notebook. Mm-hmm. So Noah yeah. and what's it, Allie? I think mm-hmm. Ally. So. Noah and Allie, they were, let's just use this word. I don't believe in this, but soulmate, I believe in the theory. I just don't believe in it in an actual sense, but it was like Noah and Allie were each other's soulmate. They were like made for each other, but Allie ended up dating that other guy. I forget his name now, but you know, real handsome. He was a good dude, had a good career and really loved her but there's Noah Mm. and she could have probably had a pretty decent life maybe with that guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love how they, they were so, I love how the other guy wasn't some abusive dickheaded guy where you're just like,
1: get back. He was actually a decent
0: guy. Well, he was such a decent guy that you really felt bad for him. (laughs) You know, like he really loved Allie. Uh, But Allie really, really, really loved Noah. And so, you know, I think in my situation, you know, my ex is a, she's a fine woman. She's a great woman. She's very attractive. And, you know, I, I just wouldn't really have anything negative to say about her. Um, it, she just, we weren't compatible and I don't know, you know, and I'll be honest, maybe I changed, you know, maybe I'm the one that changed and I just couldn't do it anymore. And and or, you know, she changed. I think both of us were growing and changing. And and again, I don't fault her for this, nor do I even feel bad towards myself for this. I just changed. I wasn't who I really was. Like I was. And it's like I'm heterosexual, but if it's like I was born homosexual and I'm dating only women. And, it, and it's like, I'm trying to make that work because that's the social norm. That's what you're supposed to do. But the whole time I'm wanting to, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's that yeah. it's, that's how I felt. It was like, I mean, I was in my 25 years. I, you know, I wanted it to work. I was trying to make it work, but it was just, it was never going to be, Truly fulfilling. And it's not because she's a bad person or I'm a bad person. We're both good people. And now, and the reason I really know this, Pammy, I feel more, and you can tell because I talk about this often ever since meeting Jessica, my fiance. I didn't know you could be this fulfilled in a relationship. I didn't realize that you could be with someone that really is, your person, and that sound. I know that sounds corny. It sounds corny for me to say. I'm looking for my person, but all I can tell you, it's like when you find someone that's a real match. And I don't believe there's only one other person out there that's your match. So I don't believe in that soulmate theory. I feel like there's a lot of potential matches out there. You hopefully just need to run across them and and be open enough to find out if they're your match. And you know, I got lucky or blessed or whatever it is to meet someone that just so happens I'm super compatible with and I feel very loved, very wanted, very desired. I feel very full um, in this relationship. Unlike I felt before, Uh, even though I would say I was happy and there was a sense of fulfillment, especially after the kids, you know, you really just, you know you're living the American dream, so to speak. so you can you can kind of tell yourself if you're not in a crazy situation, uh, and I wasn't, that, hey, this is good. Count your blessings, you know, like look at the good things. and it can always be worse. <laughs> you know, all those kinds of things, you know, sin and it's a it's a divorce, it's a sin to get divorced and you don't want to ruin your kids and on and on and on, yet, I'm keeping my ex from the person that is her soulmate. You know, like I'm keeping her from feeling what I'm feeling right now. Like, uh, you know, like what my ex didn't know it, but right. She was keeping me from what I'm experiencing now, which is like, oh my God, people listen to me and Pammy, (laughs) like I'm telling you some of the, the compatibility piece especially for you young people, older people have kind of realized this, get rid of that bitterness for sure. But if you're young, if you're, you know, you're older, get rid of the bitterness, get your shit together, get rid of the bitterness and be open hearted for the young people. You know, my advice is be with someone that you're compatible with, like really, 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 really make sure you're compatible, you know? Well, yeah, she's real into religion and I'm not, but that's okay. No, it's not that will be a point of contention. If she's wanting to go to church every single Sunday and be very plugged into the church and you're not, that is going to be a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Compatibility is so important. And I think it's hard. It's, I think it's easier to see that at our age than when, when we were younger, yeah. you know, because you have so much yet to discover. And you kind of grow up together, um, basically. And a lot of people, that, that works out just fine. And for other people, it doesn't. You know, other people like, oh, you know, this is not exactly what I thought my life would be like.
0: <laughs> yeah, or, that's it. You just, like, you so, know. yeah, like, but some people tell you this, just, you know, life isn't all about roses and and all that stuff. No,
1: it's, it's not. Buckle down, but, just stay
0: in it, you know, yeah. just...
1: Yeah, you know, that that part of it is bullshit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be blunt. I mean, when do we, you know, I think you were saying earlier, like, if you had a job that you were absolutely you know, committed to this job, you loved the job when you first started, and then in comes this, you know, douchebag of a boss that makes your life miserable. And even though you show up every day at work, you know, the same person and you're you're happy and you're, you're doing your job and you're killing it. Your, your boss is still, you know, a douchebag and, and keeping you stuck in the job, in the role you have and won't, you know, will promote you or whatever it is. Would you stay in the job?
0: Well, yeah. And let no. me just, yeah. Let me say, I mean,
1: and if you do, if you do, then you need to look at some other things, but it's right. just, I mean, that's, we have, we have to stop thinking that marriage is, commitment for life regardless of what happens in life and i mean and i hate to say that because i you know i personally well i'm still i'm still single for this reason i refuse to get married to someone that i don't believe i can stay with forever for the rest of my life right and that is a very small amount of of men very because my standards are high and because my vision is big. Yeah. And I'm not about to let let myself go down that path again because I want to make a commitment for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. but but there's always but I also have to be aware that I may do that and life still may change. Yeah. And that may not work out. I mean, that is that is life.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about what you were saying about the, you know, you're at a job and the boss is this way and that way. But then I was thinking about maybe, maybe the, it's a good job. It, boss is great. Nice. The pay is great. But you're at a call center making phone calls in a little cubicle all day long. And you're just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is like, I, I hate this.
1: Right. You might like it to begin the beginning, but then. Right. You might get bored. And I'm not saying I mean, just because you're bored in marriage doesn't mean that that's a reason for. Yeah, because let's be honest, life in general is
0: boring for the most part. It's not Instagram and Facebook. And Pammy, you know, that for sure.
1: Yes. Yeah. But, you know, a job that isn't fulfilling or that you don't feel fulfilled. And I think that's where it's or every day after
0: work, you want to shoot yourself in the head. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, literally, I just talked right. to somebody the other day. They literally, they, they are loathing their job, which makes them just miserable. And I'm like, get another job yeah. then.
1: Well, and, and the other thing, and the other thing is that, you know, you have, you have yourself to deal with. And if you're not fulfilled in a job or in a marriage, it bounces right back to what are you going to do about yourself first? is is what you're feeling and where you're at in your life truly about the marriage is it about the job or is it something inside you that is discontent yeah you know and and look at that first and I, that's we always you know always go back to work on yourself first yeah before you try to make a big change in your life figure out you know what is what is creating the state that you're in right now and what can you do to to change that? You can't fix and change other people, but you can fix and change yourself. Yeah,
0: and I should add this just because I'm the one that I think made the comparison originally. That I'm not comparing marriage to a job. No, uh, trust not me. At I, all. Yeah, not at no. all. I'm just, I'm just, we're just. No. I was just using that as a as a a way to kind of see what how we're saying that marriage. No one needs to stay in an you know, either a very unhappy marriage or an abusive marriage, uh, no matter what commitment that you initially made, like, um, that, that you deserve more and, and your partner deserves more. That's, that's the thing that I just, uh, it's, I've said it already. It's just, I'm so, I see it so clearly now because I'd only been married once. I was only ever married to one person. Um, and so, and I've had, how many girlfriends have I had in my life? Not a lot. One, two, three. Uh, I think my my second or third real girlfriend, I ended up marrying her. Um, and so I just don't, if I you know, when I would be dating someone, uh, you know, I got divorced nearly four years ago now. Uh, if it wasn't, if I didn't see real potential, unless it was some other kind of a relationship, But if there wasn't real potential, then I I wasn't going to waste their time or my time. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that's maybe one advantage of being a a little older is that, you know, I'm not going to put up with shit. I'm not just like I'm not. It's like no, uh, you know, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not going to put up with that. Um, And what I mean by that is I'm not going to put up with not fitting together and and just be with someone because of some other weird reason. Um, I really even in my early days, even though my behavior said other way, (laughs) said something else in my heart, I knew I wanted to find my person. You know, I know Mm -hmm. that sounds so corny, my person, but that's just what was in my heart. You know, I knew I wanted to be partnered. Uh, I went through it. You know, it's funny. I don't know where you were, Pammy, but there, there were times I'm like, you know, is my, am I just going to be single for the rest of my life? You know, that, like that thought, that, oh, yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like it. Now the only person that's ultimately in charge of that would be me. Meaning if I am single, you know, uh, and I've always wanted to be married, I'm still single. I would have to be a complete moron to not think that it's the person in the mirror that somehow got in the way <laughs> of that happening. Um, but I think, uh, I just desired partnership, you know, I, I, though I was happy, single. It's something not missing, like I didn't sleep well at night, not missing in that way, just, it was like, you know, I longed for, I think we talked about this before I longed for as much as I enjoyed the single life, the freedom. I feel just as much freedom, uh, in, in this, uh, engagement at this point, we're all going to get married here in just a couple months. I feel very free. Like, I don't feel trapped. I don't feel stuck. I don't feel like, oh, no, now I can't sleep around. (laughs) I, I, you know, I'd already been there and done that and realized that's not what I wanted. I, like, I literally had discovered that. Well, you know, I talked about it. I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. That's before I even met Jessica. I'm like, I'm done with that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm saving myself for marriage. Not literally, but. I I, honestly, one of the thoughts I, I, one of the thoughts I did have though, I was like, you know what? I really want to save myself for the person that is potentially going to be the one I'd spend my life with. Right. You know, I was just done with like casual sex. No, I mean, people do you, I'm not judging anyone for it. Um, I'm just saying personally, I moved through that phase and then went to the, for me, the next phase, which was, you know what? I really, I want to save this for someone I care about, um, mm-hmm. rather than just someone to keep me warm in my bed, you know?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, I think we give ourselves permission to make changes in our lives in so many different ways in different areas, like a job, like a, you know, house we live in where, you know, where we live. All of those things, we give ourselves permission to make those changes and, and all of them have impact. All of them impact people in our lives
0: Yeah,
1: and, and ourselves. Um, so, I mean, I think that's, but we don't, a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to, to live our best life. If that means we have to divorce someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It. There were times during the divorce for me, I, I, it was, it was difficult. Like I I remember feeling the, having those feelings of, am I going to be able to sustain this, this weight, you know, um, it was, it was more pain, I think, than I'd ever experienced I think up until that point that was that was the most painful thing that I've ever had to go through. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't feel all alone. I was definitely I felt alone, but I didn't feel all alone, meaning I had a couple friends that I did that that did really like rise to the occasion to to help me and and be there for me and and I was very, um, appreciative of that, you know, um, but I did feel alone, you know, cause I, I had never, I, you and know, I've talked about this. I had never before lived by myself ever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm by myself and, yeah. and no, no, no pets even. I mean, I had nothing. I was literally mm-hmm. all uh, alone. And yeah. if you're married out there and you're like, oh, that sounds like so much fun
1: yes <laughs> uh, it is, yes, for a while.
0: It, is. It, it, it is like there's definitely no doubt about it, you know, not having to to consider anyone else when you pick music, not to have to consider anyone else when you're watching TV. You don't have to consider anyone else when you're cooking dinner. You don't have to consider anyone else for anything. Yes, definitely, uh, that can be quite a wonderful thing. Hence, again, when you're with someone you're compatible with, you still feel that way. And, cool. and I know, you know, Jess and I have similar tastes. And so we, w- the movie that she would want to watch would be the movie I would want to watch. So it, or the movie I want to watch would be the movie she wants to watch. What she wants for dinner would be something I'd want for dinner. You know, again, that's why compatibility is so important is it's not super difficult for us to get along. It's not like we have to really, really work our asses off to make it work you know, there are times in relationships where that maybe can be for whatever reason, you know, financial struggles. Like there's a lot of things that can come out of left field that throws a wrench in your getting along period and where you might have to strain to, to, to get along, no doubt, but just an everyday relationship where it's challenging to just get through the day without hating each other. That to me is a pretty big red flag. You know, anytime couples are like, well, we've broken up and we've broken up, you know, about three or four times last year, but this time we decided to get married. <laughs> then we're, you know, get, We're getting back together and we're going to get married. I'm always so like nervous about those relationships. Cause I'm like, you know, that if you've been touch and go just while you're dating, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when you're married.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and that's, you know, that is one thing that I've always, I guess I've been fairly good about is it may take me longer to end a relationship, but when I end it, I don't go back. Yeah, And, and I think that's, you know, for me, the healthiest way to do it because you break up for a reason.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, there, there's a reason that you're, that you're breaking up and it's, it's not, I don't know. I mean, there are cases where people do get back together and they're, they're happy, but it's very rare.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's always exceptions to every rule.
1: Right. You know, the person that
0: drinks and smokes and never exercises and they live to 105 with abs. I mean, (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's yeah. I mean that that, that's yeah. You do that. See what happens to you. Right. Yeah. You'll die at 30 and be fat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's the, the back and forth is just not, in my opinion, isn't a healthy choice.
0: Yeah. And I know sometimes we, we want to be in a relationship so bad that we do overlook things. um, Cause we're, you know, we're, we're blinded by love, you know, we're, we're blinded by that, that loving feeling, which is, you know, is it love? I don't know, but it's, it definitely could be lust, infatuation. It could be a lot of different things. And in fact, you know, Jessica, when we first were together, um, I forget when it was, but when we started the, I love you stuff she had sent me some kind of article and I forget what it was. And you and I did a podcast on it, I think, or I did a podcast on it. Maybe it was before you were on here with me, but, uh, on this topic of a certain kind of love that I think it was you, but it was like this infatuation kind of a love. It wasn't a love. Um, in other words, it was basically, it wasn't real. I don't know how there was a name right. for it, but it was right. like, it was like, it's, it's more of an infatuation. Like you love a movie star but could you actually marry them and then spend your life with them and actually be happy? Like that's right. that's what so, you know, you can feel something towards someone, but that does not at all mean that it could be a long, healthy, happy, fulfilling relationship. So anyway, Jessica had sent me this article and she was like, I I, I hope or I wonder if what we have is this, meaning is this just, is this not uh is the foundation not there is this not real is this just you know you you find me intriguing and therefore you're attracted to me and vice versa and you know is this something is this real i guess is is this real (laughs) and i i didn't really know what what i felt like it was there was something very profound about it and of course now all these months now later i i know that to be true but then, you know, I I was that I hadn't decided to ask her to marry him or anything. I wasn't to that point yet. I just knew that I really cared about her and had hope in my heart that as we continued to date, that I would continue to fall more and more in love with her as I got to know her more rather than the more I got to know her, the more I lacked an interest, you know, mm-hmm. which is what happens. I mean, we, you've had that happen. I've had that happen. You know, you go out two or three dates. You're like, okay, all right, this neat person, da 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 da. They have this, this, and this, and you kind of get excited, and you go on a few more dates, and it's like, man, you get real excited, and maybe the sex is good, so then you're really excited, and then you find out, you know, something else. Yeah. yeah. And and then you're like, oh, dang it, mm-hmm. right? And then you're back to the drawing board. Yeah. And yeah. So I, you know, I definitely went through that with, with Jessica in the beginning, you know, I'm like, man, this feels so real. This seems so. And then, you know, the next month, man, this still feels really real. And man, I'm, the more I'm seeing about her and her personality and this and that makes me really think she's cool. And, you know, and just again, uh, next month and the next month and the next month, it just, it kept unraveling this beautiful flower Rather than all of a sudden I'm peeling into an onion, you know, it was it, right. And, and some people are into onions. So I'm not, I don't say that like, it's a bad <laughs> thing. This is, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like some people want onion, you know, whatever, that's fine. Um, so it just kind of revealed itself. I I can't say it was love at first sight. I mean, I definitely was interested at first sight, but, but you know, I, I, I didn't know, um, what the future held. And, you know, and it took us about eight months, just kind of slow cooking on the back burner to even get a first date, you know, after the first time I met her. So, you know, our situation is a little different than, you know, someone they meet on an app and then go out within a week or so. I mean, most people that aren't apps like to at least the good people uh, want to (laughs) jump to a date, a real live date within a week or so, at least Mm -hmm. to not waste your time texting someone that's just not a fit. Um, so I guess I, 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 I I think I like this podcast. I, I think it's a great topic. Uh, I, a couple things that I'll say, and then Pammy, whatever you want to say, and we can, we can close this out here in a second. There's people listening to this podcast. Maybe you, you are divorced or you're getting divorced and you don't want to be um back to what pammy said yeah you can only control yourself if you're getting divorced because someone else wants to divorce you well i mean i I don't know what to say except just accept it and move on um you know whether you failed the marriage and regret it or they failed the marriage and whatever i i you know, they ran off. I don't know what happened. Everybody gets divorced for a million different reasons, um, and oftentimes the reason is just only a symptom of something greater that was going on, and that's just how it manifested itself. You know, a bad marriage. Uh, people say, "Well, they had an affair. They cheated." Well, people don't cheat in super healthy marriages. I mean, that's just that just doesn't happen. Um, there's some kind of a reason, whether it's the person that cheated their own personal reason or something within the relationship, who knows, you know, only, only God would know that. But the bottom line is a couple wasn't getting it. They weren't getting along. They weren't making it work. They weren't compatible or what. So I, I I know that people from a religious background really suffer with this. And that's why I wanted to say just, gosh, I can't stress enough that if you are divorced, you know, accepting it, going through the pain, go through the recovery, you know, get some counseling to work through some stuff so that you can come out on the other side, a better person, because I really believe that a, a divorce, it, it is for me, it was the death of one life. And it was the beginning of a whole new life. And, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this in a way, like I'm awesome, but you know, I did, I did go to counseling. I did, I did dick dig into my heart and soul because it was like I was facing death and I wanted to be reborn an all new person, but better. And so it was though the most painful thing I ever experienced. And yet now one of the most amazing things that ever happened to me. (laughs) And I know that's, so when we talk about the blessing and the curse of, of, of divorce, on one hand, it, it was the worst thing ever, but then on the flip side, it was the best thing ever. I mean, it was like the most p- painful thing I ever went through, and yet the most growth took place and the most rewarding and blessing to happen in my life. Yes, my kids are, uh, you know, obviously the, my biggest blessing in life. I, I get it, but being able to discover who I really am and to really be fulfilled and happily uh, partnered in a profound, deep way has been the most rewarding thing of my life. And that wouldn't have happened had I not got divorced. And I know that, I know that sounds shocking. You know, people, especially if they knew, knew me and knew my ex, this has nothing to do with whether, someone was a bad person or not that has nothing to do with that it has all to do with being compatible with another person and releasing someone to truly find someone that they are compatible with and regardless of what symptoms or what things happened that led to the divorce it doesn't it that's immaterial what what really matters is that wasn't the fit mm-hmm. and she deserved to be with someone that's a good fit for her. I deserve to be with someone that's a good fit for me. Period. Yeah. So let go of the guilt. I guess if, you know, if I, I let go of the guilt, you just got to get past the guilt. Don't, don't let your life end at the point of divorce. A matter of fact, that's maybe that's what we'll entitle it. Life doesn't have to end at divorce. Um, right. Let me put the, I'm going to, I'm actually, writing that down. Life doesn't end.
1: Well, and one of the one of the biggest blessings, I you know, just like you were saying, to me, for me is is becoming the person that I am today. Yeah. And I actually like, I love who I am. I love this person that I have become. And it, it would not have happened. Right. Had I stayed in the Pammy,
0: mirror. you won't even you believe know. this. Sorry, sorry, hun. i I'm only saying this because what? you didn't hear that. But you know the wah, 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 wah sound? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, my pen <laughs> dropped out of my hand. And when you said <laughs> that line, that thing got hit. And it was like you said, a la 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 la. Wah wah wah. Anyway, I just had to say this because people going to be like Timmy's an asshole for pushing that button. I did not push that button on purpose. Oh, but it was a funny timing.
1: That is hilarious.
0: Anyway, I'm so sorry, Pammy. Go ahead.
1: You're fine. Well now I've lost my no, I'm kidding. Um Yeah, just I mean the big the biggest thing is just it, the opportunity to to grow as a as a human being and become your the best version of who you are. yeah, it's you know, it's accessible to you, and that is, yes, you're gonna have to go through the muck. I mean, all all um, there's there's pain in growth. there all there just is, yeah. and but if you can embrace the pain and you can embrace the journey, I mean, who you who you can become will just blow
0: your mind. Yeah. In other words, be open to, Oh, sorry, Pammy, go ahead. No,
1: no, no, go ahead. I'll
0: just say, I, I I think what you're saying is be open to the blessing of what could come after the divorce. In other words, yes, being, it could be the best thing that ever happened to you, even though it's going to be the most painful or what feels like maybe the worst thing that's ever happened to you. But, it very well could literally be the thing that changes your life in such a profound, positive way.
1: Yes. Believe, believe that it's, believe that it is absolutely that it's out there, you know, believe that it's possible and, and it will, it will become possible. It will become reality.
0: Yeah. I've, I've never believed. I, I think again, I, this sounds so noble, right? Someone doing something, merely for the right reasons and you know like a noble i'm doing this i'm i'm suffering i'm miserable in order to make this other person happy and that's honorable that's noble you know it's it's like something we go oh man i want to be like more like that but i don't is that expected of us like you know i don't believe in a god like the bible kind of god type thing so it's like Is that what you think for the Christians? I mean, is that what you think God wants? Does God want you to stay miserable? Is like people say, well, this must be God, what God wants. Like, really? He wants you to be sick. Then if that's what you think God wants, why are you going to the doctor to get, try to get better? If this is what God wants for you, then just accept it and just bear under the pressure of that. But no, you do everything in your power to get over that. you know, you do everything in your power. And so when I think about a marriage and going through divorce, yes, do everything in your power to make it work. If you can, I mean, fight tooth and nail to, if it's salvageable, just absolutely salvage it. But when it doesn't, when you find yourself and that didn't happen, you couldn't save it and you wind up divorced. Know and believe in your heart that the best days are yet to come. In other words, this, you've just entered in to such a potential, the land of possibility uh, of a becoming your best self, living a fulfilled life, doing what you want to do, living the life that you want to live. And then finding someone that really is like a soulmate that you just can't believe that you got like wow I feel like I'm in a fairy tale land that's you know I just believe in that and I'll be honest I was skeptical of that thought because of just my prior situation where yes I was it goes back to the notebook I think Allie could have had probably a decent, pretty wonderful marriage with that other guy. He was a good guy. You know, I don't think it would have been a terrible marriage, but it wasn't Noah. And if you haven't seen the movie, you got to see the movie Mm -hmm. to understand this.
1: Yeah. But she wasn't happy. Yeah. It was
0: like her soulmate. her soulmate was, was Noah. And the other guy was just a really great guy that could have been a great partner but it wasn't her soulmate.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah. And she, and she knew it. And yeah. that I think she made a choice for herself, even though it was hard and they weren't even married. It yet.
0: was difficult. Yeah.
1: It was very hard for her to make that choice because she knew that she would have a good life and she knew he was a good person, but she knew her heart was elsewhere. And she knew that the freedom that she could have inside of that relationship meant more to her than just being married. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, you know, that's, that's where we have to, you know, we have to look at that is what's the most important thing for us. Yeah. And it's not selfish. It's not, we think, you know, we, we've been taught that it's selfish to divorce can be is selfish and it's not, not when you yeah. look at it from what it can do for each individual.
0: Yeah. Going back to what I said just a minute ago, I, I just don't, I just don't think the universe or God or whatever, wants any of us to be miserable. I don't even think that a universe has even that even thought. I mean, I think we're in, in and of ourselves. Like it's almost, I, I wonder Pammy, if it's not ourselves, like we think that either a, we don't deserve better or that there isn't anything better. And maybe we think we deserve it. Like I deserve this misery You know, I made this decision. I've got to stick with it, but I don't, I don't, I just don't see that. I don't, I don't see. I see how people can think that, but I just don't know why. I don't know where that comes from, what it is in us that, you know, would, would oh, we- stay in an abuse. Like even some people stay in not just a, it's not a good fit. I mean, they stay in a, just an abusive relationship. Now, I guess some people can maybe really, really be trapped and, and like genuinely are trapped. I guess that, that sucks. Um, um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, like why people stay, why would someone stay and, and be miserable or unhappy or stay in an abusive relationship? I don't know.
1: Well, I think, I think you said it earlier. I think it's worthiness. I mean, uh, you know, unworthiness. I think a lot of people believe they aren't worthy of something better Yeah, and that they deserve what they, where they're at and what, you know, their lot in life. Um, and that's just simply not true. It, you know, it, it's, you have to discover that you can't just listen to my words saying it and believe it. You can, you can choose it for yourself and choose to believe in it, but then you have to discover it. You yeah. have to, you know, really experience it to believe, you know, to really hold that as a truth for yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess the, the, my thought, Maybe is not to anyone but those who are going through a divorce, contemplating divorce, going through divorce, or have been divorced. Um, those that are in process, just take my word for it and Pammy's word for it. Um, you know, this too shall pass. You know, the the pain, the suffering, the heartache. The, I mean, there were times I just didn't know if I could make it. I just didn't know. I just didn't know if I was going to be able to sustain. You know. Yeah. you know this sometimes I thought I felt so much pain that it might just kill me you know there were times I really kind of felt that way like I'm yeah. so I feel so hurt I'm I'm experiencing so much grief that I don't know if I can bear this you know um and you know people ask me what what did you what did you hold on to what did you know if you don't believe in God in that way then you know, I, I, so I don't believe in God in the Bible way, but you know, I still believe in, in something. So I guess I drew my strength from that. And to be honest, you know, maybe this is going to sound super egotistical or self-centered. I don't know, but I just drew strength from within, you know, I just, I knew that I could handle this. I knew I could get through it. I knew, you know, this too would pass and that eventually, you know, the pain would subside and that, that it would be good. Like, you know, so there, there was, there were times I just thought, man, just one foot in front of the other to me, <laughs> you know, just take, take another yeah. step, take another step. Like just, I, I got a little bit robotic and just drew my strength from within from, from some of my friends and, I fed myself with a lot of good stuff. Like I didn't watch any TV during that time. I watched, you know, listened to meditations in the morning, meditations at night. I mean, there were, I was really, really, really committed to my growth. You know, I really, 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 uh, wanted to grow and develop and become a, a better person as a result. So, um, that's what made the divorce process, I guess for me, easier to get through. It was just, I, I kept, knowing that eventually this would be, you know, a great thing. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: So hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Just hold (laughs) on.
1: You can't can't, know. You can't always see things when you're in the middle of it. But if you can, like you said, hold on to just that, that ounce of belief that something better is coming and that's that's true for everything in life.
0: Yeah. And
1: believe you're worthy of it and that I think, you know, and continue to pursue it. I mean, that that's what my my whole um my experience after the divorce was who can I become? Who, you know, I I had an idea of, you know, this person, but how do I get there? How can I, you know, how can I become that woman. And I just, you know, I started reading books. Well, first there was, you know, there was a lot of reading um, about divorce and, you know, kind of dealing with some of the emotional um, issues surrounding the divorce and, and the marriage and all of those things. So there was a lot, a little bit of undoing, I think, that had to occur before I could really dive into the rebuilding phase if that if that makes sense but once i got to that point um man was it it was incredible starting to discover you know this person who who i could choose to be you know like i got to create her yeah and that's i think what a lot of people don't realize is that you have a choice you have an option to become the person you want to become if you really dig in
0: yeah Yeah, it's definitely, it will require, you can't, I don't, I wouldn't say you can coast maybe initially, maybe, you know, for a month after you can kind of just whatever detox from all of it. But, um, pretty soon after that divorce, you, you need to get busy getting, get to working on yourself and, and making some better decisions. You know, some people throw themselves into a party or they throw themselves into some other distraction and I'm just, I'm not a, you know, whatever you have to do to deal guy, get it, do you. But, um, I'm also real, I think it's a real good time to really go inward and, and make some r- better choices moving forward, uh, to be able to come to a place where you are happy about where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you feel good about your choices and your decisions rather than going spiraling out of control you know which happened you know i've heard of that happening people get divorced and just you know go batshit crazy they lose their minds Mm -hmm.
1: um
0: yeah you know i you know uh i guess i would just say don't do that (laughs) like don't (laughs) don't don't do that it's it's not a good idea um right yeah it depends on what you know vices people might struggle with it could it could definitely as I've heard many, many times people, you know, become full blown alcoholics after the divorce, like, wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, that goes back to that worthiness of, or being so believing that, you know, that other person, you're, you're so tied to that other person that your life is over if they leave kind of a thing Yeah, that you, you know, and, and not, not having a, a, any kind of, I
0: personal identity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Pammy, wow. This is a, this is a good talk. I I hope that those that have gotten to who have gone through divorce, you know, recognize and, and work through that forgiveness, work through that bitterness, um, accept what is, and definitely get rid of the guilt and the shame. My goodness. That'll, that'll, that'll just, you know, just let that go. You know, if you're a Christian, just let, believe that Jesus took that to the cross. It's like, let that go. You know, I mean, if that's, if that's your belief system, just then really believe it. Uh, You know, if you're more like my belief system, then just let it go because that's the best thing to do for your human self. um, And the right thing to do for the, for the universe. No, nobody carrying bitterness is their best version. You know, that's not the best version of you. If you're carrying around bitterness, guilt, shame, resentment, all those things, you know, any kind of negative emotion, uh, is just not good for you, you know, um, in, in a million different ways. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, um, you know, I, 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 I'm sorry to all those who've, you've gone through divorce, you know, I don't, I know, um, um, it's a sad bummer thing and I get it. We've been there. Um, but man, do the work, make yourself a better Mm -hmm. person. And yeah, Pammy, thanks for coming on
1: absolutely always so awesome to have a conversation with you yeah. whether it's recorded or not yeah
0: <laughs> i know we were we were really having a great conversation i was like oh, wow yeah. dang it timmy <laughs> uh well pammy all have good. a great day and uh, we will talk you. to you soon
1: all right sounds good
0: all right bye-bye